And good afternoon. I'm Al Cresta. I was I was impressed with a uh, a talk that Archbishop Jose Gomez of Los Angeles and also president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops gave to a, uh, a Catholic group in Madrid, Spain, and I thought this was this is worth highlighting. Uh, you'll be able to get a copy of it uh, in the Cresta Guest Archives after today's program. Uh, just go to AveMariaRadio.net. But he says that, and this is what surprised me, he said an elite leadership class has risen in the United States that has little interest in religion and no real attachments to the nation, that is the U.S. Uh, And he's also saying that Spain has a similar problem, but I'm focusing here, of course, on America. An elite leadership class has risen that has little interest in religion, no real attachment to the nations in which they live or to local traditions or cultures. This group, which is in charge in corporations, governments, universities, the media, and in the cultural and professional establishments, wants to establish what we might call a global civilization built on a consumer economy and guided by science, technology, humanitarian values, and technocratic ideas about organizing society. In this elite worldview, there is no need for old-fashioned belief systems and religions. In fact, as they see it, religion, particularly Christianity, only gets in the way of the society that they're hoping to build. Uh, This is important to remember, he says. Our popes have pointed out secularization that means secularization is that clumsy phrase, clumsy word, which means pushing religious ideas, religious institutions, religious personalities, uh, religious influence, pushing it to the side of life and out of the public square. Secularization always means dechristianization. And for years now, there's been a deliberate effort in Europe and America to erase the Christian roots of society and to suppress any remaining Christian influences. Uh, I believe this is true. I, I, it was not as clear uh, 25 years ago, even 35 years ago, uh, where you still thought that those who were trying to change the culture would remain um, somewhat respectful of the Christian past. But when the European Union refused to acknowledge the obvious, and that is that the Catholic Church uh, really was a vital, uh, uh, I'd say the originator of this thing, this cultural entity that we call Europe, when the European Union refused to recognize that, uh, it started to get clear that something has changed, uh, that what we have now are people who are more revolutionary in their thinking. They want to break with the past. They don't want continuity. They don't want to build off the past. They want to break from the past. They don't want to shape the past in a new direction. They want to completely cut us off from our past and create something entirely new. He mentions here that... uh, this idea of the cancel culture, uh, this idea of political correctness is part of this. 
And he, he points out, we recognize that often what's being canceled and what's being corrected are perspectives rooted in Christian beliefs about human life, about the human person, about marriage, family, and more. And he says to the uh, Catholics in Spain, in your society and mine here in the U.S., the space that the church and believing Christians are permitted to occupy is shrinking. Church institutions, church-owned businesses are increasingly challenged and harassed. And the same is true for Christians working in education, health care, government, and other sectors. Holding certain Christian beliefs is said to be a threat to the freedoms and even to the safety of other groups in our societies. Now, this, unfortunately, is what we see going on. Uh, you may find it shocking that on, co- on college campuses, frequently there are those who try to uh, refuse funding for Christian campus groups. You know, the, the chess club gets funded, you know, the, uh, the women's council gets funded, but the, uh, the Christian campus group doesn't get funded. Why? Because membership in the Christian campus group requires you to be a Christian. In other words, they are practicing a just form of discrimination. Not an unjust form of discrimination, but a just form of discrimination. It is, in fact, a Christian group, after all. Uh, In one particular case, the uh, university objected to the fact that in order to be be elected uh, president of the club, you had to be a practicing Christian. I mean— Pretty amazing, isn't it, that uh, they would force that perspective on the the group itself. We are seeing dramatic social changes uh, in the United States, and I think the coming coronavirus and uh, the way our government authorities have responded to the pandemic and the the um, uh, the frustration that people are feeling is actually heightening uh, some of this, uh, some of this uh, accelerating certain trends uh, and directions that were already at work. Um, social changes that sometimes take decades to play out uh, may be moving along more rapidly right now. Uh, but what's funny about these new social movements and ideologies uh, that he's referring to, again, this is Archbishop Gomez of Los Angeles, the president of the U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops. What's interesting is the new social movements and ideologies that he's talking about uh, are actually being, uh, they're a product, they are a product of conversations and preparation that have been going on on, in universities and other cultural institutions for decades now. Uh, The name George Floyd Okay, this tragic figure uh, becomes a, a flashpoint uh, for many people here in the United States. Uh, it, his death was a tragedy. There's no doubt about it. Um, and again, the justice will have its way here. But I, I do think it's important to point out that the reaction— to Floyd's death exceeded pr- proportions. 
if you tried to raise the point that black men are being killed every day on the streets of uh, inner cities uh, by other black men, and that that's a far more serious problem for public safety than uh, even a renegade white cop. People people didn't want to hear that. In fact, if you brought that up, all of a sudden you were a racist. In other words, for expressing concern for black men and women who were the victims of black-on-black violence in our cities, to be concerned about that and to point out that that's a more severe problem uh, that we should be attending to, other than, the, again, the tragic and by all signs unjust death of this one man, to point that out would make you a racist in the eyes of this new political religion. Uh, this kind of wacky disproportion is, is a real problem going forward. Because it means that even if you believe that you know the death of George Floyd requires uh, changes of some sort, but you also think that there are bigger fish to fry, well, man, you're shouted down. Uh, the best way, of course, for the church to respond to this kind of new uh, social justice religion or woke religion, uh, is to actually begin to see them as religions, uh, that what they're offering is not real justice. What they're offering is a sense of, a new sense of believing, a new sense of belonging, and a new sense of behaving. I mean, think about it. Uh, We have new commandments now. Uh, Those commandments are tolerance, uh, inclusivism, multiculturalism, egalitarianism, environmentalism, those are now elevated. Now, none of those are intrinsic uh, problems or nothing immoral about that. But their elevation to new commandments, displacing the older, clearer, more stable and time-tested commandments, uh, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery, right? Uh, Honor father and mother, uh, the replacement of those commandments with these new commandments, tolerance, inclusivism, multiculturalism, environmentalism, egalitarianism, uh, again, shows us that we've got a new, uh, a new sense of belief, a new sense of behavior, and a new sense of belonging happening uh, in this country. And what's, what's remarkable about this is that the Christian faith is being regarded as a barrier. Christianity has always taught from day one that in Christ there's no bond or free, no Jew or Gentile, no male or female, that the gospel is meant to be a universal message. Christ died for all. Um, All humans are are created in the image and likeness of God. Christianity was the antidote to tribalism. It was the antidote 
to imperialism. And yet, no credit is given. And that's, that is what should be signaling real problems here. Um, they cannot recognize the contribution that the Christian faith has made in the achievement of those goals that they want to take credit for. And in order for them to elevate their own stature, they've got to deny the significance of the Christian faith and its remarkable record of pushing towards universal human acceptance and human rights. <laughs> 